health measures, UNL's event expectations and guidance and other information to help you plan and host successful and safe events. Our agenda for today is always we review the, the directed health measures, expectations and guidance, and then have plenty of time for questions and answers. So let's start by sharing my screen and going into Some some quick updates. Some some community. I'm gonna start with campus and community updates. So some good news, I think. So we're heading in the right direction. The risk dial for Lincoln Lancaster County moved from orange to yellow yesterday on February 9th. So that's an indication that things are going in the right direction. Also, the positivity rate for UNL as we've expanded testing for the week ended February 6th was 40.42%. So less than 1% was our positivity rate. Again, it's really good news about what's happening on campus. I wanna be sure and give the entire campus community kudos for making this happen. And to remind us that we must continue to follow protocols and guidance. We must continue to wear a mask. We must continue to, to socially distance and to follow the other protocols and guidance. So, but thank you and kudos to the entire community for that. There has been, with the change in the risk dial from orange to yellow, uh, there are also some new uh, health dire directed health measures that are going to affect on February 12th. Um, there's still a, anytime we have an event where we're planning on more than 500 participants, we must get the, the Lancaster County Health Department approval. The one change here is there's no max on size going forward, they change that. The gathering uh, event occupancy for both indoors and outdoors is now 75% of rated occupancy. Uh, indoors was 50% and outdoors was 75%. Those are both now 75%. The max group uh, table is still remains eight. And if you are planning an event with more than 50 participants, so if you're anticipating more than 50 participants for an event you're planning, you still must go through the university approval process. And at this time, travel is not permitted outside the city of Lincoln. Okay, that's the directed health measures. University guidelines, we're still expecting face coverings are required for all events, indoors and outdoors. So, and regardless of the size of that event, um, you should just be wearing masks anytime you're on the university property, uh, except in your room. Uh, anytime you have a, an event with 50 or more participants, an advisor or university employee is required to attend to help with enforcing the social distancing and, and the mask wearing protocols and the cover, face covering wearing protocols. And then we're asking that if you're planning an event with more than 50 participants, that it gets approved seven days prior to the event. And we realize that can be tricky sometimes, but that's still what we wanna shoot for. So please be sure to start planning early to make sure you can get that event approved seven days prior. Uh, there's a group, a committee of folks that are representative of fraternity sorority life, campus recreation, student involvement, other, other key offices on campus that are continuing to review event guidance as it relates to the, to the risk dial, local directed health measures, campus positivity rates, and, and UNL testing infrastructure capacity. So we're continuing to look to see, can we open up more activities as the data allows? So two things that we've done is, is we've identified what students consider to be priority activities, including things like intramural sports scrimmages, and vocal performances and practices as a couple of examples of those priorities. 
we are investigating instances where UNL event guidance might be more restrictive than the current DHMs. For example, UNL prohibits indoor intramural team sports like basketball or soccer, but current DHMs allow for high school basketball games. So we have a committee that's looking at that very preliminary stages of looking at that to see if there are some ways in which we're more restrictive and we can make some recommendations about adjusting those. That's a lengthy process. A lot of people have to go through and review that. So, um, but we're looking at it and, and going through that process now. So let's see. And then again, the resources that are available online to you if you have additional questions. So I'm gonna stop the screen share now and uh, open it up and see if anyone has questions or comments or thoughts that we can try to answer. And if we can't answer them now, we'll get them answered for you at a later time. Uh, that, the question from Zach is, is how low does the positivity rate have to go to adjust these guidelines? 0.42 seems extremely low. Zach, you're right. 0.42 does seem really low. Uh, I'm not sure. We're, we're continuing to consult with the, the Lancaster County Health Department about what that looks like, what that threshold is. Um, but I can tell you we're working to see what, what uh, additional activities we might be able to open up because of our low positivity rate. Good question, Zach. Other questions. Also reminded that the, the webinar, the most recent webinar is always uploaded to the website so you can come back to it or share it with others if you have questions. If you're working on an event, I also, again, want to remind you to, to take advantage of staff. Uh, Debbie, who does the approval, she's available to help you if you have questions. Uh, Melissa and Veronica and Lee from Fraternity and Sorority Life are available to, to help you if you have questions. Is uh, Another question, in the, is, is there a timeline on when campus gyms will be open for five on fall basketball? Uh, John, I, I, I can't tell you the exact timeline. I know that that is one of the things that's being looked at. Uh, we're working with the, several committees and the health department to see about when that might open, but we've heard that that's a, uh, something that, that uh, the campus would like to see opened up. So we're working on that. Hannah has a question about four events that are above 50 people, but the event occurs and shifts no more than 28 people at a time. Do we still need a university approval? That's a good question, Hannah. I'll, I'll, de I'll defer, well, defer to Debbie on that. Uh, Debbie, when it, the event is no more than 50 at a time, do we still need to go through the event approval process? Yes, we do. Okay. So that's the answer to that question. For possible 50 person, Daniel has a question about for possible 50 person events at a venue downtown on the Haymarket World University. Uh, Daniel, the question, is, the answer to that question is yes. Anytime you're gonna have an event with more than 50 individuals, you still need a, a staff or advisor on campus or off campus. Good question. And Nick Anderson's asking, where can I access this PowerPoint and information? It'll be on the COVID-19 website uh, following the webinar. That goes, they post it sometime this afternoon. Phoenix, so are all indoor intramurals prohibited at this time or is it just indoor basketball and soccer? Um, there's some pretty, pretty 
prohibitive restrictions in terms of what, what we've been allowing in terms of team sports right now, but we're looking at how to open up all team sports if we can do it safely to Phoenix question. <laughs> Sammy has a question, what's the difference between a university staff and an advisor? Oftentimes they're one and the same. If you have an RSO advisor, they're often university staff, but maybe a Greek chapter has a, uh, an advisor who's not a university staff member. That would count if that, you know, if that chapter was doing an event, um, but usually it's a, it's a staff person. Most of the time it's gonna be a university staff person, but there might be that time where it's a, a Greek chapter's non-employee. Good questions. Other questions? Any questions? Well, if there are no other questions, we will end today's update and uh, see you back here next Wednesday at three o'clock. Uh, but again, I wanna say with so many students on, how grateful we are to you all for, for following protocols, for continuing to wear your mask, for continuing to, to go through this process. Our positivity rate wouldn't be so low without you all doing that. So thank you for, for doing that. Thank you for following that, keeping, helping keep your, yourself and your peers safe. So we'll end this for today. Thank you for tuning in. This again, this will be posted online uh, shortly. And if you have questions, don't hesitate to, to reach out to us. Thank you.